I think she is like the right amount of brainy and corny and like quirky and serious that I mean, because she's going to be the lead of the sequel now, right? I hope not. <laughs> I don't know about all what? of that one. <laughs> that was like the thing. Like she's kind of taking the lead. They might lean lean into her story about her becoming the Black Panther. I. I don't know Letitia Wright, so I can't really speak on, like <laughs> on her. Okay. But like, I don't know. She give me bad. She give me bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I ain't like. I don't really like her like that. Um, so I mean, I know there was a lot of stuff going on. So. It, Okay, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of another relaunch. I am oh I'm supposed to be oh I'm gonna be I'm gonna be um Iron Fist because I read that this week. Oh okay. Taking it to the martial arts. Okay, well I am gonna be um let's go Green Lantern. I'm gonna be Kilowog. Oh that's the, the <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay. that's the big one. Oh, yeah. The big, the big alien looking one who trained, trained by, uh, the Green Lanterns, the new recruits. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know who that is. Okay, well that's good. Well, hello, Killwalk. How are you this week? <laughs> I'm great. You know, I uh, have been super busy at work, but um, and that's been really stressful. Um, so you know, if there's any man out there who wants to save me from that, <laughs> I am available. Um, okay. But um, outside of that, I've been really good. You know, um, the weather here has been—it's been all over the place. It'll be like really hot during the day and then freezing at night. So like, the earth is dying uh, yeah. <laughs> because I don't think that's right. No, um, it's not. Yeah, I. Uh, other than that, I've been Gucci. No. Okay, that's cool. Howard, I love that for you. I'm I'm, I'm good. Work has also been busy, and, and, but it's been, like, productive. It's good. The weather also has been all over the place, so it's, like, affecting my allergies. I'm, like, very congested on and off nonstop. I haven't been sick, though, which is great. But um, other than that, I'm just living, you know? Summer's getting around the corner, so I've been in the gym. I'm trying to get this, like, stomach and these abs together because I want to be outside mm-hmm. for shirtless summer fun. Safe shirtless summer fun. Again, mm-hmm. I do not want any more variants, so people, please stay, like, safe. Keep washing your hands and all that good stuff. And so we can do that. I, but you, I am not trying to wear a shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to wear a shirt anymore. No so like I get it. <laughs> yeah. They're over. They're over. I'm I'm done with it. But other than that, yeah, I just I got comics to read. So right. yeah, let's actually yeah. go ahead and get to them. And let's do it. we'll start up with the new number one of the week, which is Iron Fist, and that comes from Alyssa Wong and Michael Yig, and. So I don't know if you remember when I talked about the doctor, the death of Doctor Strange tie-in with White Fox. She was with Swordsmaster, and like oh, yes. he got knocked off the cliff and all that. So they thought he was going to become the new Iron Fist. He does, in fact, become the new Iron Fist. We catch up with Danny, who 
Did you read that miniseries Heart or Soul of the Dragon or something? It was with Iron Fist. It had a Koye in it. And, like, they introduced a little girl, Iron Fist, and some other folks. Um, I do remember when they had, like, the little girl, Iron Fist. And because yeah. I thought that she was going to be, I thought she was going to become, like, the, the new Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, in that entire miniseries, like, Danny ends up giving away the power of the Iron Fist, the... Uh, the chi abilities. He lets that go, so he's no longer Iron Fist. So we come to find out Swordsmaster, when he fell off of that cliff and his sword was destroyed, the shards of it broke and embedded themselves into his hand, causing him, like, constant pain, but also, like, giving him a little extra ability with, like, his own type of stuff. And so because of that, the energy from the dragon that powered Danny went into Lenny. And oh. so he now has the power of the Iron Fist. So we catch up with Danny, and he's fighting some, like, monster. The new Iron Fist comes in, helps him with it. They meet. Danny's like, how'd you get this power and all of that? They tussle. The boy goes back to Kanlao. And, you know, we find out that he's been living there because he washed up on the shores after he fell off the cliff. And he's, like, becoming uh, living with a family there, taking up the martial arts and the skills and all of this stuff. But because of, like, all the stuff that's going on with his sword, his hands, the energy, these monsters are now attracted to it. And that's why they're trying to come and destroy him. And mm-hmm. so that's where the issue ends. It was it was pretty cool. It sounds um, kind of exciting. It was a pretty cool and nice little introduction to the new guy. I don't know anything about Swordsmaster. Like, I didn't know anything about him before that White Fox tie-in. And I'm enjoying learning about him and, like, kind of seeing what he's doing. You know, I'm always here for a fighter. I thought the stuff with Danny was pretty nice. I know you let the girls that fight. Danny's like, you know, who are you? But he doesn't really seem like he's trying to take it just yet. He just wants to know what's going on. I like Danny. I've read of him before. I mean, I've seen some solicits for a few future issues. I think, like, Bride of Nine Spiders and some of the other immortal weapons are going to pop up. So I'm excited. Oh, okay. I recommend it. Um, the art. I thought it displayed the action pretty well. There was nice moments where they were, like, doing their kung fu and they were, like, doing the names of the attacks that they were using. I, the faces were a little here off here and there for me. But other than that, I thought it was serviceable. I'm going to keep on reading. So I'd give it, like, a three out of five. Okay. Yeah. I might want to check it out. Maybe I might hit this up when it hits Marvel Unlimited. Um <laughs> Because that design, that design is hot. His new the costume design is dope. very hot. So, new costume is like amazing, there, yeah. and I'm like really excited to see that be more in action a little bit, and like see a couple of other artists draw it. Like, ooh, if it gets a nice uh, Quapel cover, that'll hit. Ooh, yeah. yeah. All right, and so next up on the list is Aquaman: The Becoming, number six, and this is the final issue of this mini series from Brandon Thomas and Seth Acuna and Diego Orlatagua. And Jackson's journey has like come to an end. He's become Aquaman. Well, he didn't really, he didn't really like become Aquaman in the way that you thought he was going to become Aquaman. So you know the big war with Zelda. No. He's kind of like fought with Aquaman. <laughs> um. The big war happens and like they go and just stop all the uh, the bombing of Zebel and we see a lot of big action scenes. His mom gets hurt in the battle. One thing that I will say that I really like Brandon Thomas does well, he juggles a big cast very well. Um, there are a lot of scenes yeah. like where we're going back and forth and we're doing like uh, flashbacks of scenes that happened before this big fight to like it going now. And there's a lot of different characters playing and I feel like he gets their personalities across. He gets the moments across. They land. And I think it's just really enjoyable. I think that the ending of this miniseries was the most interesting because it leaves everyone in kind of a different place. 
Arthur has kind of been saying this entire time that with Andy being born and him and Mary being married, something that they wanted a long time, they're in this new space and like they are evolving and they're growing. He can't be Aquaman in the same way anymore. So that's why he was training Jackson. Jackson comes along and with Jackson's mom getting hurt, this is the first time he suffered like a big personal loss. And even though she's not dead, she's very badly injured. And so this is kind of like a start of a hardening for him. He's a little bit angrier now. He's kind of like growing. He's seeing what it really means to be a hero. Yes, he's seen people die before, but like this is someone that's close to him. Um, and so he's like now pushing people away and like we'll have to see that kind of being fixed. And then also at the end, we see that Arthur has called in Black Manta to help with something. And so, like, their relationship is just always fun, in my opinion. Like, they, Manta hates him. Like, it's it really just, like, on yeah, He side. really does. <laughs> like, <laughs> when, when he showed up, he was like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Like, you just got to <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. It's like, there's no words. There's no hesitation. It's just like, we're going to fight, and we're going to do this, and they do. But I love it because, like, at the end, like, while Manta's saying, yeah, I should kill you, Arthur's smiling. And he's just like, we're about to have a good time. So I think it leaves this all the characters in a really interesting place the action was great throughout i'm still a little iffy on the whole surprise sister reveal that we got in this story but i, like I guess it. we'll I'm see how we'll play it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that i dislike the character she's cool uh-huh i didn't need her to, i didn't need her to be his sister <laughs> i think i'm just over like sibling reveals Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's cool though. She's got a cute look. We got my I mean, we love a black girl over here. So we're gonna do yeah. it. She's like a water girl. You know I love the water girls. It's gonna be mm-hmm. cute. Um, but all in all, I enjoyed a lot of this. This final issue, I would give it a nice little four out of five. I thought it was great. I think it's yeah. again a still a really nice introduction for people who want to meet Jackson and like want to get into his stories to Aquaman. I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. I would also give this a four to five. I thought the art was really bright and fun. Um, the action was great. I liked all the little training scenes of him kind of using his powers and trying to make like solid hard light, um, hard light, hard water uh, yeah. weapons. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed the I enjoyed like this a lot and like getting into Jackson's head and kind of really seeing who he is. Um, you know, he's got a little sass to him, a little bite. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, normally, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like them when they don't have any of that, yeah, <laughs> you <yes>. know, <laughs> and, you know, at the end when he was like, I'm going to be Aquaman, they call me that, like, it is what Ooh. it is, and <laughs> kept it moving. I like that there wasn't, like, he didn't feel like he needed to, like, I don't know, grovel to to Arthur yeah. or something, and, and he's his own character. I, I like that. Very much so. they're, they're, like, really developing him, and it's great to see. I won mm-hmm. with that. You won. <laughs> <laughs> you won. Next up on the list, we have Nubia in the Amazons number five, and this comes from Stephanie Williams and Vita Ayala with art by Aletha Martinez. And I'm not gonna lie, I think I'm I think I'm hopping on the Nubia train, like a little bit more than I already was. Right. If that makes sense. Like why might be like rooting for her in the trial of Amazons now to like really do some damage and like show the stuff. Because this was a really nice issue for her. We start out and she is fighting Medusa uh behind Wood Doom's doorway. Doom's doorway. and, you know, she's got her little staff, and it's doing its I stuff. I love that staff. I'm sorry. The staff is hot. <laughs> I love it. I love a good staff. 
with the spear at the end and it's like moving and she's doing all these things that she's like, I've never been able to do this before. That's high. <laughs> and, um, now, I will, now I will say, when she was fighting Medusa though and like mm-hmm. it just like magically appeared, I was like, all right, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta give it to her. We gotta give it to her. You know, sometimes it just gotta happen. That's just how the magic works. We go. We flow with it. But, um, you know, they end up fighting and we see Medusa gets turned back into a normal human and then Nubia brings her costumes doorway back to live on the mascara with the other Amazons letting her know that, like, you know, hey, you're going to help people now. Some people might not trust you, but we're going to, like, fix things. And after that, we kind of just get into the rest of, like, the Amazons that are there. I thought it was really interesting to see, like, those other Amazons who returned from the Soul of Wells kind of facing, like, I guess some heat from the regular Amazons. And they're like, you know, y'all are cursed and you're not the real girls. And it was just like, oh, not a little self-hate going on around here. <laughs> right? Like, hey, we all the same, girl. Okay. Like, who cares if I came from the well of souls, if you, like, I don't know, magically got here, whatever. We all magically got here. Sorry, you came from Clay? Okay. <laughs> all right, girl. But no, um, that was really nice to see. And then, you know, we see Nubia dealing with, like, some of the other amazons and just like really setting her place and affirming her spot as the queen of the amazons which is also going to get made official again after the trial of the amazons event we saw that she's getting her own coronation special in may so that's going to be really exciting i think this has been like a really cool deep dive into her i want that little face shield she was wearing in the beginning to come back i knew you were gonna love that <laughs> i knew you're gonna love that Everything. if it wasn't an all-white costume you love a face shield <laughs> like every time and it just looked good and it's like what you need it you need it she, when you're fighting medusa so that's that she was don't cool. gotta wear it all the time because she got a pretty face we know the people love to see the dolls in their faces mm-hmm. but like we can get a nice couple battle moments of her leading the girls out into war and she throws on her face shield yes i will i will say for me with nubia this issue definitely like made me like her a little bit more you know previously i was been saying like she's kind of perfect now i will still kind of say she is kind of perfect <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but um i'm excited to get to what i feel like i would like for her which is honestly because i wasn't too much into this story of like kind of redeeming medusa i didn't need really need to have her like turn back into an amazon and like join them at the end and do all that kind of stuff um, mm-hmm. It just kind of made me realize I don't really know if I'm necessarily into this story, but I'm into Nubia. So like, and I really just want to see Nubia beat some ass. So <laughs> I really like the, you know, I'm usually with you on the whole kind of, I guess quote unquote redeeming uh, villain, right, but I don't right. necessarily. I don't know, I don't know if I, I see this is. I was about to say I don't know if I see this as a redeeming for moment for Medusa, but I do also find the aspect of her t- being turned human and living on the island very interesting because i think even like someone said like snakes shed their skin as well and they're still a snake at the end of the day so i think there's still gonna be some other stuff going on there with medusa and like some plans if we can get maybe some type of hybrid form where we still get like some snakes coming out and she turned the people to stone i think that would be really cool too yeah that would be really dope we'll see and we will. um what would you rate this issue um i would give this issue a 3.5 out of 5 okay for sure I yeah. would actually, I would give, I would give this one a four too. I, I, but I, again, I really like a couple of things that happened in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was all about. Um, and last up on our list is X Men number eight, and that comes from Jerry Dugan and Pepe Larraz. And I know this is your book, so take it away. Okay, so like the X Men series for me has been a slow burn of getting better. I okay. realized that like I feel like it was a lot of like moments for it, but like I wasn't too into it. Um, 
And this issue is, first of all, it's got AIM in it. So I was already, I was excited for it there. It was one of my favorite, like, Marvel groups of villains. Um, mm. A, I think they're, I think they're fun and they give the heroes something to fight. You know, yeah. I like to see the people fight. And I've always enjoyed all of the, like, human resource kind of humor that they always give the AIM characters. Like, they'll show them talking to each other and all of a sudden they'll say, like, you know, oh, we don't have the best insurance here, but, like, the dental plans are great. That's why I signed up. So, like, mm-hmm. I think they're really funny. <laughs> um, so I was excited for that. But we didn't really get a lot of AIM in this. This is actually, like, more specifically MODOK. MODOK is um, the big floating head thing. And uh, I think it's uh, the M organism design for yeah. healing. Um, but he has released this virus and um, like a test on some people on this cruise ship that is going to like increase their uh, fight or flight and basically like cause everyone to just go crazy on this boat. And the X-Men are coming here to stop it. And uh, we mostly get into the head of Laura and Sync. Um, this is mm-hmm. actually pretty much a sync heavy issue. Sync and Laura actually had their conversation about what happened in the vault and um, like their relationship stuff. And uh, Sync actually does have a flashback to his speech in mm-hmm. the um, for the X vote. And he said, you know, he wants to vote for, like he wants to do it for Laura. Like he wanted to do it for her. But then he like backtracked and said, oh, he was like, he backtracked and said, no, I mean, like, she should do it. Like, he was going to vote for her. But I think, and it was kind of showing that, like, he has these kind of feelings for her, for her. But then they addressed those feelings as well. And because later on, mm-hmm. uh, we find after they, like, defeat Modoc, um, Sync has been synced up with Gene, who, like, I'm not going to lie, Sync a little overpowered because. Mm-hmm. The team kind of, at this point, the team like separated a little bit because they had a team go off and save the people on the cruise ship. But Lorna, uh, with her powers, noticed that there was a ship up in the sky that mm-hmm. was um, <clears throat> that was like also cloaked. Rogue went up there to go and handle that, while uh, Jean and uh, Polaris like rescued people from from the ships. So like they're all separated and like going their own separate ways, but Sync was still able to like sync up with Jean. I don't know how long his range is, so like mm. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's mm. part. But uh, we later find out while um, Cyclops is Captain Krakoa, he has a conversation with Sync, and Sync reveals that he was the one that erased. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. Daily Bugle guy, Ben. Oh. Ben Ulrich. Oh! Ulrich, yeah. That he was um, the one that erased his memories. Um, that's actually About the whole, like, fight out of position. Yeah, I thought it was. He he, had, he has, like, a whole sit-down with with Scott, and he's like, you know, sorry, I was the one who did it. Like, I wanted to let you know. He was like, I'll get you in trouble. And Scott was like, double trouble, because, you know, I asked both my girls who was doing it, and, <laughs> 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 and now I look like the dummy. Um, but um, Sync afterwards, like, you know, I what if I don't want to be on the X-Men anymore? Like, you know, like, yeah. I love what I'm doing and I want to rescue people. Um, but he's like, you know, I feel like I'm messing up 
by using my powers to tamper with Ulrich. And I feel like I'm like thinking about Laura too much. Like, what if I don't want to do this? And um, Captain Krakoa says, you'll, you'll, you'll be done when I say you're done. And then the issue ends. So I think they're like trying to build some like tension between Cyclops and Sink. Um, I think what made me like this issue more so than previous ones was that's actually what I feel like I'm missing from this book is okay. is there like the tension between the characters and where their own personal goals and personalities are kind of like conflicting with each other and that's how we kind of see what the team is kind of going through okay. um, and when he says he's thinking about Laura he's he specifically says I'm thinking about my Laura which is the version of her that I met and like fell in love with in the vault yeah. and that's not actually who she is so like mm-hmm. I that's so like I have to move on from that like what if I don't need what if I need mm. to take that time and not be on this team um so I do appreciate that kind of stuff building into this series so far obviously I think that I'd like a lot more of that amongst more characters than just it being always just two mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so I do think that I would like a little bit more juggling of the cast um, because Lorna, Lorna, Jean, and Rogue weren't in this at all. Rogue again, just like yeah. she's driving the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rogue. Poor Rogue fan. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's wild? I was thinking about that recently. I used to be a Rogue fan. Did like, you? But then, yeah. I feel like then, as long as I know, you've always like hated Rogue. No, I never hated Rogue. I used to like Rogue. Oh. The X-Men Lexi, that was like, like Rogue when she has her powers under control. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. That was, that's the Rogue for me. I hate 90s Rogue, because why are we still here? Mm, that's fair. <laughs> you know, why are we still doing this? Um, Rogue with her powers under control, but then I also realized, like, I can't keep holding on to just that X-Men Legacy era. That was 15 mm. years ago. That was a long time ago, baby. She hasn't been that. In a long time. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Well, what would you rate this issue? Um, Honestly, I would give this... I'd give this issue also a 3.5 out of 5. Leaning maybe towards a 4, but maybe such a 3.5. I would... This was by... uh, Jerry Duggan and I think Javier Pena did the art. Oh, it wasn't Pepe. This issue. Oh, no, he has a very similar. He has a similar style to Pepe. It was like kind of, you know, I do appreciate when they kind of find fill-in artists that like has a similar style, so it doesn't kind of break up the vibe, I guess, of the, of the yeah. series. Um, this was drawn by Javier Pena. Um, but I would think I would like to see a newer artist come onto this. Um, like a different style artist, okay. uh, someone that maybe a little less ink heavy and maybe like that allow more colors and make it look like brighter. Okay. Uh, I think I'd like to see that in like an X book. That this. this okay. Is. Okay. But yeah. Um, I, I enjoy. It. We'll see. We'll see. Sink simping over that white woman sounds a little weird, but yeah. But he's not doing it no more. He said that, you know... So he says. We'll see. <laughs> right. Right. We will see. But, okay. 
you guys let us know what you think those were the books of the week let's take a little break and then we'll come well on hold back. on hold on oh wait hold on okay okay hold on we got to talk about it because there was another book of the week that i forgot about and that was black widow and the reason i oh. forgot about it was this whole like comicsology thing it didn't like, download onto my app and then when i tried <laughs> to search it i couldn't find i still can't find like, what's it. what's going on i don't like this it's nasty and you know, at first I was like, and you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not smart in the way that a lot of the like literary scholars are, and they talk about their comicsology stuff and like what they're doing with it and how they've got all these various archives. And I was like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about all that. All I know is it's ugly, and I can't find anything. It is very ugly. It's very clunky, and it, it is, it feels like they, someone at Amazon was like, oh, just roll it all up into Kindle and whatever, they can it's figure bad. it out from there. Fix it. Comixology, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, whoever. <laughs> Fix, it. Fix it now. Kamala, because Biden, somebody, get involved. Whoever. I'm not, I can't do it. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't go back to physical books. I don't like have the space. My pull list is too he- heavy for that. I can't. I, I can't transport all that back Where and forth. Where you want to put these books at? Do you know how big long boxes are? No. I don't have no. I'm not. You want me to have a bunch of comics laying out around my apartment? No. I have like space. a few book. I have a few bookcases for like some trades and like the occasional one. Yes. And I can want to get like variant covers that are special and things like that. Yeah. Cool. I can't do it with everything though. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. I Ex- read too many comics for that. This is like this is something that drives me towards more the Marvel Unlimited and DC Infinite, and waiting for books because like the. The user interface for me to read the monthly books on sucks. Fix it. Fix it now. All right. Now we're going All right. Now we can take a break. All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody, for the panel section of the show. And this week, I wanted to do a character spotlight on my very favorite DC character, and that is Mr. Green Lantern himself, John Stewart. Um, oh, okay. Yes. You know, I feel like I don't talk about him a lot um, because I feel like I've been talking about him a lot my whole life <laughs> because he's just been my favorite for so long. Um, but and I'm also like not really reading his current series right now but we'll get into that a little later um okay (laughs) but i've been a fan of his for um a really long time he's really uh, like been a big staple in my like comic book like upbringing or whatever um i pretty much started on marvel and like i've pretty much always been team marvel um and my dad is the one who kind of got me into comics and he's always been marvel at least at least that's what he liked to say. Later found out, he told me that he actually started with DC, like, before I was born. <laughs> like, he was, a, he was a DC fan, and Batman was his, like, that was his fave. Um, was name everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. When he told me that, I was like, of course. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, like, a lot of my, like, forays into DC, I was kind of, like, left on my own devices because my dad wasn't doing it, and um, I was pretty much younger getting comics, so, like, I wasn't really buying books until I was, like, maybe 20. 
Um, okay. I had been reading books for a while, like before that, but I wasn't like actively purchasing them like on my own. So I was like 19, 20 years old. And that is actually when I really started to read more into John. Prior to that, like a lot of my interactions with John were like one-offs, like random, random DC issues that I would see. He was like on a cover or something. And uh, did you, uh, do you guys have a Borders books in? Oh yeah, I used to love Borders, baby. Like, I used to have my mother take me there all the time. Okay, so like I used to go back there and they would have comic books. So like uh-huh. my mom would go to TJ Maxx or something and I would be like, I'm gonna go over to Borders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, they got comic books in there and I would like sit and read them and anytime I would see something with John on it, like I would I would pick it up. Um, so it was a lot of like random runoffs. And then of course, the animated series um, when I was younger, that just really hit for me. Um, because again, John was just, he hit all of those. You know how we talk about like having those things that we have, like those pillars that mm-hmm. uh, just really make a character great. And like, you know, for me, I love the, I love the space. I do love space. I love the cosmic stuff. Um, I love the like pragmatic kind of like very thought hero. Like they're like, not super emotional they like kind of think things through and i like the like protector kind of character like they're the they're not the champion like you know the the big hoorah i'm the leader but they mm-hmm. are the first ones to get up and kind of protect so like those are my kind of types and john really hits a lot of those like all of those um so he's always been kind of it for me um he was actually created in um like december 1971, like January 72 is like kind of when the book came out by uh, Neil Adams and um, Dennis O'Neill. And the way they came up with the idea for him was like, they already had Hal and like all these other Green Lanterns out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, during an interview back then, they asked him like, oh, what would make you make like a black Green Lantern? And they were like, it just makes sense. like. <laughs> it, okay. It, it Period. Just, they will, <laughs> <laughs> like, what else? What else do you need they, to hear? <laughs> like it has, it truly just makes sense. Like why wouldn't we have a black one? Um, so I've always appreciated that. And when he debuted in Green Lantern Volume Two, Number Eighty Seven, and uh, he was on the cover, like you know, I'm the Green Lantern now, and it is a very powerful book in my opinion, a very really dope origin because we see John and he's his architecture like he's just finished up with that he's back in detroit you know in the hood and um we see hal and the guardian come over to them and he's they say you know that is going to be your your replacement like your your uh your fallback should anything happen to you and hal is like racist (laughs) because he was like him oh, what? I, like, I don't really need this. And the Guardian was like, um, we don't really care about any of your, like, racial issues that you have with him. We see. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically say that. Like, that is crazy. <laughs> they were like, we don't really care about whatever racial problems you have with him. We see him as someone who is strong enough to do this and strong-willed. And Hal is like, what? Like, I didn't think of anything with, with race. I just think he has this, like, chip on his shoulder. So... We know he was really yeah, trying to fight. Exactly. Um, you know, I just do not understand the Hal Jordan love. And I, and like, you know, 
I try and give every character a chance. You know, I try not to mm-hmm. speak on anyone who I haven't read about. But I have, I've read a couple of Hal Jordan stories, and I just don't see it. I don't see it either. I'm sorry. And, you know, I'm a big Green Lantern fan, obviously. But mm-hmm. Hal is just, I don't know. He was better as Parallax. <laughs> it's like he's, I've just never seen a blander character. Yeah. yeah. And now he's racist. It's crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, during his origin... Um, what happens is he ends up getting the ring and mm-hmm. Hal tells him, you know, you're going to be my my backup should anything happen to me. And he accepts the offer to first. He didn't accept, but mm-hmm. um, it's like, actually, I will take on this job. Like, I will be your Green Lantern, but I'm not wearing a mask. Like, they could put him in the Green Lantern suit, the standard like training uniform, which comes with a mask. And he took his mask off and was like, I'm not wearing this. I want people to see it. And I'm black. Um like, I feel like I was, they still like, saw. The match don't cover that much. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> I get your I get your point, John. Like, <laughs> black. Um, but I really appreciated that that like they really ingrained a part of his story was like he is I'm very like proud the of black him. Green Lantern. I'm proud of that. Never exactly. that yet. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate it like after that. Um and getting into his stories, he's John has had like a lot of a lot of stories because he's been there. But a lot of times mm-hmm. they haven't focused a lot on him more recently. Anyway. Um, you know, his biggest story, of course, is Cosmic Odyssey. And so like after he got ring and he had trained for a while, um, he was trained with this woman named Pat Matui. She was an alien. Um, from Korrigar, which is the same planet as uh, Sinestro. And she was his trainer. They fell in love. They, you know, that whole, like, cliche kind of story of the trainee and they, like, don't like each other, but then they end up falling for each other. They end up getting married. Um, and, you know, he's... He, at Back then, John was a lot of fun. Like, he was kind of like a hot... Not a hothead, but, like, he was fun. He would get up and get active with stuff. He wasn't as super serious as he has been recently. But um, while he was a Katma, he was like really happy and fun. He wasn't the biggest fan of Hal and Hal's relationship with this girl, Arisha, who I'm sorry, not Arisha. Um, uh, Arisha, Arisha. She is uh, kind of young looking and like... Is she the pink girl? She the girl with the skirt. Oh, she's orange. Not- She's like oranges, yeah, with the like yes. white top yes. and the skirt. Yes. Yeah. She looked like a kid, and Hal and her like had a little relationship, and John was like, "I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think that's right." <laughs> Catma was like, "You know, we, you and I are aliens, and we are in love. Like, she isn't from um, Earth. She says that she's a, an adult or whatever." And and John was like, "But still, she looks like a child, and she like." how I kind of trained her. It's giving weird. So I one thing I, I I always appreciate about John was that John will check how he isn't like, you know. I'm gonna say what is their what is their dynamic become in later years and like more current decades? Are they super friendly? Are they still a little antagonistic towards each other? How does that work? I feel like they have become like friends, yeah. but like John would and John would obviously like get up and help him because that's like his his homeboy or whatever they go they go back. But like 
that does not mean there was not a lot of friction <laughs> between the yeah. two of them throughout the course of their like friendship, especially with Parallax and with everything that happened with Katma. So um, after John kind of became like Green Lantern and he was fully into his own into himself, um, he went through the whole Cosmic Odyssey miniseries, which I do recommend. I wasn't the biggest fan of the art, but I do mm-hmm. recommend it. it was a really fun um event in the cosmic odyssey the anti-life equation is like basically alive and um he sends out these three avatars to kind of basically destroy the universe and um dark side ends up like reaching out specifically to john stewart green lantern um starfire and asks them as well as like a few other people superman Mm-hmm. to kind of help out with this situation and they send the, the teams to go after the three different avatars of the anti-life equation um starfire did take care of hers <laughs> uh, so shout out to uh, Corey. but john actually they were supposed to use this machine to capture the anti-life equa- anti-life equation he ended up like breaking his because like mm-hmm. he was trying to like help these people and like show that he's a green lantern he's like i can do anything with my ring like I got it. It's no, it's no problem. And his ended up breaking. But then again, he's like, whatever. I'm a Green Lantern. I can just make <laughs> the device with my ring. So he makes the device with his ring. But by the time he gets to the anti-life equation, like there's a bomb, and the bomb goes off, and the planet is destroyed. Um, mm. And this is kind of where things end up kind of taking a turn for John. He ends up actually um, wanting to commit suicide because he mm. couldn't end up like taking the the pressure and like the the effect that it was having on him mentally after like basically kind of being the reason that this planet uh was destroyed yeah um marsh and hunter at, at the time was his partner to go and stop the anti-life equation um mm-hmm. and he kept telling him you know maybe we should do things a little better and after the planet got destroyed he was like you know i'm so disappointed in you um this is now the second home that I've now seen destroyed. Or like the second planet that I've seen destroyed. Um, all because of your like your ego and because you feel like you can you're so sure of yourself that you think you don't need anybody else and that you yeah. can just get it. Um and I also kind of like resonate with stories with that. <laughs> um oh, hey, Marshall so. Manhunt letting the chopper sing. Okay. <laughs> he was. Um and uh, so yeah, after the Cosmic Odyssey, he almost did try to commit suicide, but his ring ended up saving him. And Martian Manhunter kind of had a conversation with him, like you need to forgive yourself. And there was nothing you could have done. Um, once the the machine broke, like there was nothing we could have done. Then. Um, mm. So after that, he ends up going to uh, the this like makeshift world. Um, that the Guardians make of all these, like, different, like, refugee camps of aliens, and he ends up okay. becoming, like, the Guardian for them. Um, it's kind of, he, he looked at it as, like, his, like, I don't want to say a prison, but, like, his, like, something he feels like he had to do in order to get over the whole Sanchez thing. Um, okay. He feels like he kind of had to go and, like, maybe help out these people to kind of oversee this thing. This is actually where he does end up becoming a formidable character again, and he's kind of gets back to being John, he ends up becoming a guardian of the universe. Um, so oh, okay. he doesn't become like a little a little blue person, but he <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he is like accepted into that and he like becomes the first 
human, the first mortal to ever be accepted as a guardian. Now, all of this ends up becoming tragic because once he reaches the guardian level, he is in the he's able to like communicate with anybody. Yeah. Now, remember earlier I said he had a wife, Katma? Yes. Well, she was murdered. Like brutally mm-hmm. murdered. Oh. <laughs> by by Carol Ferris Star Sapphire. Like mm-hmm. the queen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she like has a her star sapphire also ego was like i guess kind of crazy and she hates green lantern and at the time hal jordan wasn't green lantern anymore john was so she tracked him to where he lived and showed up to his apartment while katma was home and she was like you know where's the green lantern and Katma was like, oh, he's not here right now. And she was like, well, you'll do. And she, like, brutally murdered her. And John ended up, like, coming back and, like, seeing her. And Hal and John ended up having a huge fit because they were like, you know, she ended up getting killed because of you. Because of, like, this Carol Ferris situation is your problem. Why am I affected by it? So, like, they ended up having a fit there after his whole guardianship thing. um, Hal Jordan is... Parallax. And if, for those who don't know, Parallax is this, like, entity of fear. It is the, uh, like, yellow entity. And basically, it's, like, kind of a Phoenix Force kind of thing, where it possesses people and it gives you all these powers. Yeah. yeah. I am okay with it in space. They don't do the whole, like, they don't overdo it, <laughs> like they do with the Phoenix. Um, and they tried to use Parallax as the scapegoat for Hal Jordan after he became a villain. Um, mm. Hal Jordan went back to his original city. It was destroyed by Cyborg Superman, and he just basically lost it. And he destroyed the entire core, took everybody's rings for himself, and declared himself like the boss of everybody. And he called himself Parallax. Now, to kind of like you know, um, it's so interesting that the, like, bland white men characters like Hal Jordan and Warren Worthington, they are at their inter- most interesting when you make them evil. Hal is Parallax and okay. Warren is Apocalypse. Because you're just leaning into them. Yes, lean into that. <laughs> just leave them there. That's the only evil. other time they got a personality. T. Nonetheless. Continue, please. So, so while he is Parallax, though, he... um actually does end up uh, destroying the central battery, which is like wow. the battery powers all the Green Lanterns. And um, after his after Katma was killed and John had later became a guardian, his guardian powers allowed him to like have a new level of awareness where he was able to actually reach out to like the spirit of Katma and have conversations with her. So he was like kind of healing there. But once John became Parallax and destroyed the central battery, he lost his powers. And... Mm-hmm like lost being able to talk to his wife. Um, so again, that all goes to say that they don't have the best relationship because yeah. Hal is still evil and racist, but uh, <laughs> 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 but they have like, you know, turned it around and that is like his friend. Um, okay. You know, they in the core together. Um, I think the most interesting thing about John and like so far of what you've said so far is like how much younger he's supposed to be than Hal. Because 
I'll never forget the day you told me like he's supposed to be what like 30s. I yeah, think. so like if you how old would you consider like Hal and like Bruce and all of them? If they're in their 40s, John should be in his 30s. So my thing is like I do consider them in like their 40s. However, I oh I never saw John as being younger than them. I always saw him like also just being in his 40s and because it's like, you know, it's not like him and Hal are related or something like that where he's a little brother and he has to be younger. I've always just mm-hmm. seen this like, oh, like this is just another old guy meeting up with the old guys. But yeah. but I think but I think a big part of that is because of the cartoon. And I feel cartoon like I might have said like yeah. cartoon Justice League Green Lantern. And I think that was like my first big introduction with John because I didn't read his comics. I didn't read the Green Lantern stuff. Um I think when I was really into DC, it was mostly like Aquaman stuff, obviously. But <laughs> um so that cartoon was like a big introduction for me into him. And like I'll never forget I actually saw um Phil Lamar at a Comic Con one year oh, here in DC. They do this thing called Awesome Con, and it was like really interesting. And so he was there, and it was talking about like a black uh, characters in comics type of panel situation. He was up there, and he's talking, and he like did his John Stewart voice for like a couple of hours. Oh, and like I got a little emotional. I teared up a little bit. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. I was like, wow. Like that. I was like, that really just hit me a little bit. Um, but thinking about that cartoon i feel like the john there was all like presented a little bit older because i guess he was that justice leaker so he was there with like the bats and the supermans and so like i think his hairline i feel like they gave him gray hair too and then when they made him bald it was like oh yeah this man oh yeah you know they made him bald because they don't know how to draw black hair so like <laughs> um you know they only give they only give black men you see that you ball or you gotta fade wait, yeah, you, you, you might get some dreads i was gonna say they, they just now started to give them you know the locks no, i get those um but yeah so i think those were always like my big things with john is like i remember liking john a lot from that i also remember a lot of back not not necessarily backlash but i guess just like complaints about john and his use of the ring because i never really assumed that the green lantern's ring was as powerful as it was until i started really getting into green lantern's characters but when i think about john in that cartoon it was always like a shield here a beam there i think when it switched over to justice league unlimited they started to get a little bit more like creative with how he used it um probably in the later yeah. seasons too but it, but it always felt very like basic and so it was like all of that was like really just what I knew of John. So I think the first I'm trying to think of when I really saw him in the comics for the first time. You was I'm, it probably something JLA related? Like when back in you know, back in like the early two thousands, like mid two thousands? You know what I actually think it was? It was that Titans um versus the JLA crossover. The one mm. we read. Yes. John. Like, <laughs> like I remember that. I think that's what yeah. I remember, like really remember first seeing of him in the comics. I mean, like, oh, like here's this guy, and then kind of be like, I should get to lo- know a little bit more about him. And I think really I never did that because again, the Green Lanterns have never really been my thing. But that's they've when also John really focused a lot on Hal. Yes, that also. But I do remember <laughs> two instances. One, I feel like John became a dark star, didn't he? With Donna, yes, he did. yes, yes he did. that was hot. I remember <laughs> that because I was like, "Damn, like these dark star costumes are hot!" Like, still hot, some of the hot right? designs so in the comic book. I'm sorry, that's what's hot. Um, so and then the dark star thing actually happened after the whole he was on that planet and guardian thing and how <laughs> destroyed the battery. That's when he became a dark star, like right after Good. that. 
good time. Yeah. That was a good time. Um, and one thing about it, he's gonna get some. He's gonna get some kind of energy powers and be out there protecting the people. And that's what you love, and that's yeah. Why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then I think the next big thing I really saw him in was obviously when Jeff Johns came back onto the, like the Green Lanterns and revamped the corpse, and then we got like the big Blackest Night, Brightest Day stuff. Yes. Yeah, Blackest Night and Brightest Day were some of the fun stuff I thought with you, and you really do see a lot of like John's character and who he mm-hmm. was in there amongst and how he differentiates it, how he is different between the other lanterns. Um, mm-hmm. Especially in um, after they had the Brightest Day and Blackest, Blackest Night and Brightest Day, there was War of the Green Lanterns, where um, basically there was something wrong with the rings. I think it was Parallax. And. Um, Pretty much anybody with a Green Lantern ring were being controlled. And the Earth Lanterns like took their rings off and they had to put other ones on. And um yeah. he John actually was going to pick um Orange, the Avarice emotion. Mm-hmm. But he ended up going with compassion, actually. I think it was Kilowog who was like, I think this one's the one you actually should have. <laughs> <laughs> um and he had that one. He actually kind of struggled with using that ring because mm-hmm. the um Purple ring allows you to tap into because of compassion. You get to tap into the other emotions. Um, mm. and you have like a bit tapping into like the other specific emotions. And I kind of interpreted that is because he can be kind of pragmatic and like like logical about stuff. Um, yeah. As like an architect. Um, they later said that he went to the Marines. Um, they did what I was okay with by saying that like. You know, they have to give these characters like training and stuff <laughs> yeah. because it's like we do all of this stuff all of, like all of a sudden. So I understand like kind of making him a Marine. They just made it where he went into the Marines to pay for architecture like school. Um, mm-hmm. so was trying to go enlist and serve. He really wanted to like obviously help, but the goal was to like further his own dreams. Okay. Uh, so after Brightest Day and Blackest Night, there was War of the Green Lanterns with him. And my personal favorite run for him was during the New 52. So I know mm-hmm. I know those words are kind of triggering. <laughs> okay, okay, that's, just, that's not not a lot of... I mean, Aquaman fans can say that. That was a good that's, time for him as that's well. That's what I'm saying. He was fine. But like, was fine. <laughs> you know, not everybody can say that. They cannot. Um, so I am sorry for y'all whose fave were struggling during that time but john was doing great during <laughs> during green the green lantern for new 52 i would actually recommend that as kind of a more modern run for people to get into um mm-hmm. obviously i would go back and read a lot of his older stuff the sinestro core war um the mm-hmm. cosmic odyssey stuff but um the new 52 stuff was really kind of like where he got to be the forefront of it um a lot of the times before he was helping out with the league or he was mm-hmm. helping out with the core um but he wasn't really like the central character in the core books, but the New 52 yeah. run, I think it was Robert Venditti was the writer. He specifically made sure that he was the lead of the book. Kind of to the point now where, like, whenever there's a Green Lantern core book, I think people used to, anyway, kind of assume that John was going to be like leading the, the core somehow. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I would recommend you... that. That's the, that's the run that I know people have seen post some stuff of him and Fatality. Um, how would you, so I know you're, ha, ha, did you read any of the current book that he's in right now? 
I read that first issue and wasn't the biggest fan. I I started the Future State stuff and tell me y'all if if it's gotten better, but the Future State books did not hit for me at all and yeah. Future State was what the books were supposed to be like leading towards, right? Yeah. So like I was like if that's what we're going towards, <laughs> I don't want I don't think I'm going to like this at all. So I did try to give that first issue like a try because it's John. Um <clears throat> And that's that's my favorite I wanted to see, but I wasn't really into the the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm was, I think I may tap back into it on DC Infinite and see what's Where going it's on. Gotten Where would you yeah. kind of want to see? Well, especially now with like when you think about the whole like Death of Justice League thing that's about to happen. Where do you kind of think you see John falling in that spectrum? I don't think he's going to be one of the ones to die. I don't think so uh, either. So like if he's like. Do you kind of want to see him like as the Green Lantern again? Because I know there's also Joe, the girl. Yes, yes. Um, honestly, honestly, and I think that he could do well with this role. Um, you know, I talked about earlier where Parallax was this entity of fear. Um, basically, every color spectrum in the core, they have their own like entity of energy, like this energy being that represents them or whatever. And um, Parallax was for the yellow fear and for will it's ion now mm. there was a time where i think it was i think he didn't have his ring but kyle rayner he was ion. Forgotten. Um, <laughs> he got he got possessed by ion ion basically like can pick a champion or whatever and give them like green lantern powers but without the ring and i personally feel like that is what John, John should be. He, I don't think mm-hmm. he should be Green Lantern anymore. I think that like he has kind of done that a lot to the point where they've asked him once before if he wanted to be like an Alpha Lantern amongst the core, mm-hmm. and those are like you know the senior people. Um, he did not want to be an Alpha Lantern because he was like something right with them. Turns out <laughs> something wasn't right with them. <laughs> um, but like there's he's been a Green Lantern for so long that I think that it's time for the next step for him. If the same way that I think Hal does not need to be a face of Green Lanterns anymore, he should just be paralyzed or dead. John, at least in the comics anyway, we haven't gotten a lot of it outside of it, outside mm-hmm. of like the, the jail jail, and Justice League Unlimited cartoons. But like we haven't gotten it in live action in any way, so I would like to see Green Lantern there. But in the comics, I'm fine with him becoming Ion and just give him like the powers or whatever, and amongst everyone, he is now Ion. Do you have anyone, speaking of the movies, um, do you have anyone who you'd like to see cast as him? I remember they had that boy. He said he yeah. was supposed to be like John, but did you like that? Would you want to see somebody else? Do you kind of still want to see him pop back up? They used the, I saw that they cast that actor, and I saw the pictures, y'all. Yes, I saw the the like little clips of him getting in his like green or whatever. Um, but it was not giving. <laughs> so, and I don't, I don't think we need to be associated with like the Snyder versus movies. Let's just all move on. So I would just get a whole new actor. Um, I, there was a time where, I don't know, I still kind of wanted, I think I really would like, uh, Yaha to be, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. but, but I mean, I, he's already been Black Manta, so, yeah. I don't know how, but I mean, the multiverse exists, so. Yeah, it's all true. It's all true. I no. mean, I'm never going to say on... no to more Yaya. I'm sorry. Yeah. I either want him to be 
uh, Green Lantern or Wonder Man. Either of those would work for me. Oh, he would um, be a good Wonder Man too. Right, wouldn't it be fun with like very him in the shy, glasses, very flashy in the glasses, yeah. walking around, being like Sleeping. the celebrity guy that everybody wants to see? Yeah, that's he's like, oh, why does everyone think I'm hot? But like, you know, you're hot. <laughs> yeah, putting that out there okay. in the universe. Um, but yeah, I would like to see John and I would like to see Yaha play him. Um, outside of that, I used to really be a part of the the Idris fan club. Of him being Green Lantern, but I, I feel like that's I was never in that one. I got to be honest with you. Really? I, 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 I back like, then, like you know, when that, when the campaigns for that started, I was I was seeing it. I don't know. I and it, it's that also like attributes to my thinking of seeing as John is old. Yeah, and like <laughs> they they specifically bring up in the comics um, that that John is ten years younger than Hal, like. A house says something. House says something about like um, something about having getting the ring or whatever. He was like, "Oh, I I should have been the one to get the ring instead of you when you first got it." And he was like, "You were like 10. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean?" Um, and then another time they like talked about their relationship when they were training was like, Hal was the old man and mm-hmm. John was like the younger. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Guy. I can I can understand that. I think, yeah, I was never in the Idris fan club though because of that. But I do I like your fan casting of Yaha. I'm always gonna agree to seeing more of him. I mm-hmm. will say I was in the Travante Rhodes fan cast. I was also in that one too. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a good one. I was like I enjoyed I was that. Into that one. Uh, so I, I support that one a lot too. Yeah. Um, and again, y'all, please, artists out there, when y'all drawing John, don't draw him so old. I think I think that the cartoon made him older because, again, amongst the other lanterns, he's the responsible one. Like he's the he's the one that's like, let's think this stuff through. Um, but when you look at the cartoon, he couldn't be seen um, as the he young be one. like the young guy, right? Especially like when you had someone like Flash in that cartoon, who who was very exactly. obviously like the younger character of the team. John always gave you older, wise, respected. So then they take that as old, <laughs> but you can. <laughs> I think it's okay to be like wise and not have to like be significantly older than everybody else. But yeah. um, we'll see. I would love it if they gave him more focus in their like Green Lantern initiatives. Mm-hmm. Cause he's not going to be in that show they announced, is he? That's no, he's he not. Got. Yeah, it's but that show is weird. It's like it's an anthology, and all the yeah. characters are like, um, like different eras. Like I think in the fifties, it's going to be Scott and like how he was like gay back then, also a Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ni- the nineties. A, the 80s, I think, will be John. I mean, I'm sorry. The 80s will be Guy. And I like Guy. Then, which makes sense for him to be doing the 80s. And then the 90s, yeah. I think, is going to be, like, some new character, some new female character that they created, which didn't make sense because, like, Joe was right there. Joe, that's <laughs> good, like, it's a lot of girls. It's a lot of them. But that's you know how DC is. Yeah, unfortunately. I never make the right decisions, so... I don't know if I'll be watching that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I would appreciate it if we had a lot more of John in these like initiatives with the Green Lantern. I would love, love, love a Green Lantern an animated series that focused on him. Um, one of my favorite, actually, no, two of my favorite uh, DC animated movies are actually they star Hal, but like they're Green Lantern related, and I kind of wish that it was about John. <laughs> um, and it's Green Lantern First Flight and Green Lantern Emerald Knights. Um, First Flight is really good. It stars Hal, but like uh, like the Lantern stuff and lore in it, everybody else is really great in it. Um, maybe we should do a rewatch of that once. But the mm-hmm. Emerald Knights is really good. It's like a anthology being told about all these different Lanterns and all that like Mogo is in it and um, Sinestro. Um, but it's also being told from the perspective of this really, probably one of their most famous stories mm-hmm. of Krona's return. And Krona... Yeah if anyone out there is unaware, is the reason that there is a multiverse. So the Guardians of the Galaxy... The Guardians of... (laughs) Okay. The Guardians of the Universe are the the little blue guys. And, like, there's this rule that you're not supposed to see the the beginning of time or, like, how, like, it was all created. Well, Kroner didn't care, so he created a machine to go back and try to see, like, the creation of time and he actually saw like the hand that was gonna like disperse the universe or whatever and his machine ended up exploding and that like caused the an eruption it caused like the universe to shake and multiple earths got created so like that's mm. where prone is the cause of the multiverse and he because of that they ended up like turning him into energy and locking him away in, into the antimatter universe and like every so often he breaks out and tries to fight everybody and kill everybody. And they made a movie about it. Anime. It's pretty good. Uh, the animation in it is spectacular. A lot of deaths, <laughs> but um, it's pretty good. I definitely okay. recommend it. Too. But again, John isn't in it. So, but like, I just... <laughs> I like, um, animated movies with John in them. Um, just to kind of really kind of push him out there. Anim- animation and like live action movies just have a bigger reach than comics. Yeah. Um, and I think that John will do some great stuff there. But he's been in the video games a lot, and I honestly think that people associate like Green Lantern with John. There was a, one of my close friends like back in college, um, the, when they were doing stuff with Green Lantern. I want to say actually when this Green Lantern animated movie was coming out, he sent it to me and was like, "Who is this on the cover?" And it was Hal, and I was like, "Oh, that's Hal Jordan." And he was like, "Why is he white?" I thought the Green Lantern was black. Because mm-hmm. all he knew, really, this, my friend was black. I'm sorry, my friend was white, and he was like, I thought Green Lantern was black, and mm-hmm. he was like, all I've ever known was the Justice League John cartoon. From yeah. the cartoon, I was about to say, yeah, I think that cartoon like made a really big impression on everybody in terms of Green Lantern and like who he is and impact. <laughs> it hits. Okay. okay, it's impact. He is the second black uh, DC superhero. Um, and I also will highly recommend everyone to check out the DC uh, universe, the other history of the DC universe, um, that first issue with Black Lightning and the stuff that was kind of being brought up with John in there and just truly how he was kind of like the first real big superhero. So he was like on his own and really just kind of figuring stuff out and kind of really shows how he is super pragmatic, but like needs to <laughs> you yeah. don't need to do it all on your own. Like you can, you can like 
asked for help. He came for help. Later, he ended up learning because of the whole Zan shit. But prior to that, that's mm. Yeah, I think that like John is still one of my favorite characters. I uh, really hope everybody out there kind of like is into John at least. <laughs> you know, give him a shot. If you're looking for some newer stuff to check out. Uh, definitely look into the New 52 era for him, the Green Lantern Corps. I think it's volume three. Um, definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, that's like my little character corner on John Stewart. Um, I would love to see him become Ion. DC, it's okay if you take this idea. You know, <laughs> sure, slide me a check, but like it's okay if you want to take that idea. Um, but yeah, I think Green Lantern is a really dope character who I think can, has lasted the test of time. He ain't going nowhere. Um, but I'm sure if they see some some real like thought and action and stuff put behind him. So yeah, that's my little character corner on him. So let's take a break and then we'll come right back. Cool. back and this is a special segment we're doing another rewatch and this time we watched uh i guess it's a classic now black panther it's truly iconic <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic um and this is directed by ryan coogler it stars the late great chadwick boatman rest in peace uh michael b jordan lupita nyong'o denai guerrera martin freeman daniel kalua latisha wright wants to do ashley uh, angela bassett forrest whitaker andy circus and this was this cast is uh, legendary it was really good. Like, <laughs> wow. it out of the park. And you, you know, so really quick, like, superficial thing, but it was so interesting and funny to me when Angela Bassett got cast in this and they had her walking around. They started showing set pictures of her and her white hair because, you know, back in the day, who did all the girls want Miss Angela Bassett to be? But none other than Storm or Royal Monroe. So I was like, look at that. We finally got our Storm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some way. <laughs> um, but. Um, so going back and watching this movie, I actually haven't watched it in a really long time. It was the first time that I've seen it in a few months. I will say I started thinking back to when I saw it in the theaters. I saw it multiple times in the theaters. Mm, me too. I think I actually went like four times to go and see it. And not even because I, I did think it was that great at the time, but not even because I thought it was just that great. It was just like I kept getting these opportunities to like someone was like, oh, I hadn't seen it yet or I want to see it. But I hadn't. I was like, oh, well, let's go. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> we want to go see it. And like each and every time I went back, I enjoyed it a little bit more. And it's remembering those experiences in the uh, theater and like people screaming at certain moments and like yelling. And like even when I was watching this one to this time, the scenes with Sterling K. Brown and he's like acting. And mm. I'm just like, I'm feeling this in the beginning. So, yeah. when, okay. <laughs> In the beginning, when uh, T'Chaka first comes back and Zori reveals himself as the traitor, you know, we hate snakes over here. And, like, Sterling mm-hmm. Cra- St- uh, Sterling's character is like, you? I was like, I felt that. Mm-hmm. That betrayal. I was like, yeah, I would have shot at him, too. Even though I got <laughs> Yeah. I, um, rewatching it this time, I really, like, did have some flashbacks. I don't know why. Probably because I was just getting ready for this show. And just, like relived seeing it in the theaters and like the like hype that I was feeling during watching mm-hmm. it. Um that casino fight everything baby 
Like, and that was some like, really good camera work right there with the yes. stunts and everything from Denai as Okoye, like, when she's swinging around her spear and she's, like, jumping from the balcony down to the ground. And when she, she jumped off that balcony, bro, when she jumped off that balcony, I'm, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm here. The dress yeah. is, like, flowing. The camera's following her down. I was like, this is a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's given. <laughs> it was really hot. And, like, I, uh... Yeah, I just like I really just I loved a lot of the things that like it, like the emotions that were kind of being brought up while I was rewatching it this time around and just like remembering all the like the shouts in the theaters that people were making and just like and it it hits differently now, you know. Um yeah. after Chadwick has passed, um just like watching it it's like, "Oh my gosh, he really was like Everything killing T'Challa, like right. Wow, it was so yeah. good. It's it so was impressive. It, yeah, and it's of course one of those things where it's like he was really the first to like mm-hmm. give it and do it, and it's just like, damn, you really knocked it out the park. Because you know the MCU, they have some good castings nowadays, but it wasn't always that way. And so, mm-hmm. like to have a lot of that anticipation, that hype, I guess even that expectation about how you were supposed to portray this character. And it's just like, you met everyone and you exceeded to the point where now people don't ever want to see anybody else in this role. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy Which will have to, to be me. something I'll... we end up, we end up like crossing a road when we get to it, I'm sure in the MCU. I, you know, watching this again, loved Chadwick in this role. He made it, he is great. I do still support longer down the road though, a recasting of him. Yes. I just think, and even just, again, I feel like in nature, in the way movies work with reboots and reshuffles and the multiverse and all of that stuff now coming into play, they'll bring somebody else in to be there. You want you want to see Storm and T'Challa get married. Exactly. You want to see that in that, that relationship <laughs> and the breakup. Um, <laughs> but also you want to, Black Panther is such like a, like, important character in like the Marvel universe. So like mm-hmm. I feel like his his presence is kind of needed. So I do I would like to see them kind of do Although, recasting. I will say, you know, rewatching this again, I don't mind Letitia Wright as Shuri. I like her. I think she is like the right amount of brainy and corny and like quirky and serious that I'm ex- cuz she's going to be the lead of the sequel now, right? I hope not. <laughs> I don't know about all Why? of that one. <laughs> I thought she, I thought that was like the thing. Like she's kind of taking the lead. They might lean lean into her story about her becoming the Black Panther. I I don't know Letitia Wright, so I can't really speak on like <laughs> on her. Okay, but like I don't know. She give me bad. She give me bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I ain't like. I don't really like her like that. Um, so I mean, I know there was a lot of stuff going on. So and so this is one of those things too. You know, we're gonna talk about like all the the, the things that were being said about yeah. the movie and like her. And they were saying she was like spreading this vax information. Excuse me, anti-vax information, and she was removed from the movie. And but it was like all of it was hearsay. You're right. Disney never. Don't nobody know. Don't nobody know. Disney never said anything. She never said anything. All we know was that like. Something happened, it paused, and then she came back, and they said she got injured on set. Right. 
So it's just like, I don't know. She's fine in the movie. People out of time, though. <laughs> but I, I feel like, I feel like she, I don't know if I see it for her to carry a whole movie by herself as like the lead. I do agree with that. And that, in in that vein, I really also. And that, and that, I don't, I feel like that's probably sexist because like, whatever, but like. I well, I think the women should all be leading the movie. I don't necessarily think Letitia as I agree. can do it by herself, but I think when you have Letitia as Shuri, when you have Denai as Okoye, and then you add in Lupita as Nakia, I think those three mm-hmm. together I agree. can can like really carry this movie where it needs to go and like continue to branch on the universe. Honestly, I think I think Okoye could do it by herself. Period. Now. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to go there, we could go there. I think she I also about agree. Herself. She like she was the moment in she this movie. Stole the movie for me. She had every <laughs> I line, walked away she had this, every like quote. genuinely wanting to see more of her in the comics. hundred percent. And then like she started getting a push in the comics. She was like, yes. Cause they was based it off mm-hmm. of this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And like you were saying, they gave her all like the story, the costume, all of it looked good. And Deny being cast was fantastic. Um okay. Perfect casting, perfect casting there. And like I said, like this movie made me really want to get more into her in the comics. I'm not the biggest Black Panther fan. I am, I am actually into like the people around him <laughs> more so than him. Yeah. Um, I never really find myself interested in like the king, monarch kind of characters. Um, but it's usually the people around like those characters I can kind of get into. So I've read some Black Panther stuff. It didn't last that long because it obviously was starting to focus on T'Challa. Um, but um, I was excited to see more of her like in the comics and see her kind of grow. Loved her in that Taskmaster mini. Um, also, make sure okay. y'all check, check that out. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm okay I, with that. I, don't, I like... <laughs> I like to go, I'm not really a big Black Panther fan, excuse me. I do agree with that. I like a lot of his surrounding characters. I am into the Dora. I like when they're the Midnight Angels. Um, I like Queen Divine Justice, if you've ever heard of her. I like Vibraxis. I like the concept of Vibranium to an extent. Yeah. Um, T'Challa, I'm usually into like the King, Monarchy, type characters who would like hold some powers um but i'm not into them when they are that and also kind of fall into that super genius mm, i know everything i'm always a step ahead of everybody mm. infallible type like the yeah. name i don't like i like i don't like namer for that reason either and he's yeah. arrogant i don't like arrogant characters I like a little sass. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because it's like, he's going knock you in your mouth. Yeah, he needs to get locked a little bit. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, I like the arrogant ones that can kind of back it up. But I think Okoye is like the bee's knees of the entire like Wakanda world. Absolutely. I also deserves. did like how they... Yeah, they're giving her a Period. And she deserves it. I do also wonder, though, um, if they'll bring in for the second film that whole intergalactic empire of Wakanda. Because I I know that's because that's taken like a very big precedent in his comics. Like it's like everything. Yes. And so I think about that. And like, again, this is a way to 
when you just think about Wakanda and the way the MCU is doing going now and expanding and everybody kind of gets their own spinoff or Disney Plus series or something like that, like, I feel like that is the next step for Wakanda and, like, taking them to space and getting more of those characters and building that world out even more. I mean, they made sure to put in this movie, like, in the opening that there was vibranium came from space and it landed in Africa, so they can easily take it from there and because mm-hmm. that, that meteorite had to come from somewhere, right? <laughs> so I think you know, that um, they could easily tap back into that and kind of make it, um, you know. What did you think of um, Claw and Killmonger together? Loved, loved the two of them together. Claw is a fun villain, and mm-hmm. I thought Andy Serkis was, like, fantastic as Claw. Um, he has the right amount of, like, you know, that villainy, arrogance, um, and I was also okay with the way that they kind of changed Claw and kind of updated him for the MCU. You know, he's not in his purple costume, um, but I liked that they kind of gave him his arm cannon, just a version of it. Um, I thought I that he like was going to be costume. around longer. <laughs> I, that's what, I mean, I thought that we were going to get a variation of the purple costume because I figured he was going to make it beyond this movie. To be yeah. honest... This movie was the first time I started to realize that, um, oh, Marvel really does kill a lot of their villains. And <laughs> because I don't know much about Black Panther, but I know that one of his big villains was Claw. And and I thought once he died, I was like, oh, well, who are we going to fight now? I've only like Claw to be his biggest one. Random fun fact. Would you know who also is one of uh, a big villain for Claw? Hmm. Dazzler. Well, oh, I Claw is a big villain for her. I knew that. Yeah, they like fight all yeah. the time. That's fine. That makes um, sense. <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, I don't actually know who else Black Panther fights. I think the nation of Wakanda sometimes, because they That's like, don't I feel like, like always, Yeah, <laughs> it's always that. But it's like, the thing is, in the movie, they love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, at least the people we saw love him. They might do something. Well, I guess, yeah. Well, they you may, know. maybe there was, there may, maybe I've always been under the impression that like the next phase for the Black Panther, um, mm-hmm. prior to um, Chadwick's passing, I thought, oh, Black Panther 2 is going to be about how the people, the nation of Wakanda now, like, don't really like him because mm-hmm. um, they saw his, they saw his kingship be challenged and yes, they saw him come and fight back, but they could easily have it where maybe some people may have agreed with Killmonger and like, you know, they want to do more, so. and then they had, they had their borders opened up, and maybe people didn't want their borders opened up at all, as we saw, like with um, what's his name that was in Get Out, Daniel Wakabi, uh, Wakabi, um, you know, in the beginning he was telling T'Challa, you know, I ain't really with like <laughs> going out there and like doing all like opening up our borders, and he said like, you know, if you want uh me and my men to like go out and change the world, then I'm with you. But like inviting people into this, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so. And quick know, aside um, about they... them, I'll never forget in the theater that moment where him and Okoye are standing off, and he's like, "Would you kill me, my love?" And she's like, "For Wakanda, without hesitation." The way it erupted in cheers, the people loved it. Mm, the people went up. Yeah, they did it in mind too. <laughs> they were they were going up. I mean, that's because that's a moment. Like, yeah. She had every line in the movie. <laughs> 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 it's her show. 
Yeah, so I did I did think that Black Panther 2 was going to be like you know, the king is no longer like the loved one anymore and we're going to like try to come back to that he has to prove himself to the people where they kind of question are you a king or an avenger so if you kind of don't want the movie to focus on Letitia and Shuri what do you want it to kind of do um I mean I have no choice but to accept that Letitia's there (laughs) (laughs) and I know that in in the in the comic black uh she did become Black Panther now granted the MCU Shuri is much different and you're kind of younger than the 616 version, although they also kind of like try to DH her and kind of make them similar with that MCU synergy. But mm-hmm. I would rather them have Okoye take the mantle of Black Panther okay. while um, Nakia returns as Malice. Like she did in the comics. I do want I do want Nakia to have her evil moment because I don't know again I don't know too much about Nakia and all of them, but I know that she had like an evil moment, and I really mm-hmm. want to see Lupita get to flex that and like be the bad girl. So her evil moment in the comics were, um, she was like in love with T'Challa. She wanted to obviously be with him, but he was with Monica Lynn. Um, she tried to like attack her and like kill her, but it didn't work then she got like banished basically um and then like during this banishment she got captured and like tortured and uh killmonger came to rescue her mm-hmm. and like during using a whatever kind of machine he was using to like heal her he like basically turned her into malice and like she became she like became more villainous and um like or at least she she was she calls herself malice i should say i was about to say did she get like powers or something no, she just like he. She was like tortured, so like he just like I don't know, like regular healing, like not an enhanced kind of healing thing. Okay. But um, he just like radicalized her a little bit. Basically, like okay. once she once she healed up, she was like you know, I was just banished from Wakanda, like, and like and Black Panther, like I loved him, but he is with Monica. I want to do something, and he was like you know you could come with me and be my general, and she was like I'm gonna be malice. <laughs> we're like okay <laughs> <laughs> so she became Alice. so I'm totally down with them doing that like, that would be hot like that again that would be that would be really hot I wouldn't again I really do want Lupita to kind of get to do different stuff in this role than maybe what, she can um, resurrect Killmonger that will also be a thing they said he's supposed to come back isn't he I think so my theory is, I think he's gonna come back in Multiverse of Madness because I think that, I think on that in the trailer for Multiverse of Madness we see that shot of that the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. I think one of those is Killmonger as Black Panther. I just, you know, the Multiverse of Madness is really gonna piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> we here. I hate the multiverse, but we here. It's about to it's, it's about to give the out for so many things. You can bring so many pa- people back. You can like mm-hmm. just kind of like hand wave a couple things away. Child. Oh baby, you don't think uh, Halle Berry ain't uh, combing that white wig out right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she waiting on the call. When Wanda kills Jean. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be crazy. Sansa, is it gonna be is it gonna be Sophie Turner's Jean? I think um, so. I feel like it'll be Fanke. Mm. I feel like that will have more impact. Don't nobody care about Sophie Turner, Jean. 
But you know, the, with a cast like this, the budget getting kind of tight. You know, Sophie might be cheaper then. <laughs> then. That's a word. <laughs> <laughs> that's a word. Oh, if that's the way they bring Killmonger back, though, that'll be interesting. Honestly, when they when I heard or saw the article that he was going to be in the movie, I was like, it was going to be like a flashback or something, or like a vision. Nothing too mm. big, nothing too crazy. But now that you said that, I can totally see a multiversal version of him coming back into play. Mm-hmm. I would mm. prefer it if, you know, Shuri, I mean, or not Shuri, uh, Nakia was the one to like, I don't know, magically do it on her own. Not that he came from like the multiverse, but yeah. The multiverse now I feel like is just gonna be a very easy way to just explain things mm-hmm. going forward. I honestly would not be surprised if that's how they recast Black Panther. Yeah, no, that's kind of what I was assuming too. Like maybe like two years. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see. We'll see. Or you know what personally for me, I would be okay with them to just recast the actor but just keep the story going like i don't need an in-universe reason for why he was gone mm, i see which i understand what you're saying you know what I mean? so do you think like so if we got into the sequel you kind of want them to be like oh like he's just on a mission somewhere else mm-hmm. and now we focus on <laughs> yeah. and now we in okay. this time he's gone right now or whatever and then they are here trying to they're like he's i don't know off wherever and they mm. have to fill it him. I've I've actually done like a kind of a one eighty on their relationship. But previously I used to be like very anti Black Panther and Storm. Mm-hmm. Um and I do still hold the notion that they were definitely put together because they was the only two black characters, two popular black characters. Mm-hmm. At the same time like whatever. I, they do like, I don't need them together. I prefer them to be like um, what they are right now. Like it's like I don't think we ain't together. But... We we together, but we not together. Like it's very much. Right. I don't think they'll ever be able to be in a space, especially with their current positions now, with him being the king of Wakanda and her being the regent of the soul system, that they'll ever be in a spot where they are able to be together in like the traditional sense of a relationship. They won't be able to like live Mm -hmm. together and be cuddled up and going on date nights and honeymoons and all that stuff. But however, when they're both on a political campaign and they happen to be at the same place or like there's some type of big meeting for all of the nations and they're both there yeah they're gonna hang up or like when she got to travel to wakanda on the weekend or something like that t'challa can tell his girlfriend or whoever he got he like oh you gotta leave my wife is coming home <laughs> now he can call us to the wife because <laughs> <laughs> we know I even, think, I even think that was one of the things that Storm um, I'm sorry not Storm well Storm did say it to a woman during the Coats run where she was like you know I'm not going to be here for T'Challa all the time because I'm doing my own stuff but like if he occasionally needs like you know a shoulder to cry on or you can be there and I remember the girl was like oh you want me to give him the Storm's like it's nothing that you can give T'Challa that I can She's like, I give him way more than you. She's just like, again, she's like, again, she's like, I'm just going out of town. (laughs) And so I'm going to let you take care of him this weekend. But it's like, just know when I come back on Monday, you got to be gone. And I feel like that, it's the same for like, you know, T'Challa with Storm. Like, she can be with her Logans and her Forges and all that stuff on the side. But it's like, she's like, I never said she was, she says, I said I was single. I never said I didn't have a man. Okay. <laughs> okay. He just away. 
He's just the way. <laughs> so I enjoy that aspect of their relationship. I think it's very soulmates. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we belong together. We're going to be together, but it's just like we just can't be together. We can't be together. Because yeah. they're like, and I mean, they also weren't the best together. It was messy. He's a liar. He's he's not that. He's not nice to Storm. <laughs> man. He's, he's a, a man. man. Yeah. He's yeah. A, um, and again, their positions of power just won't allow it. He is Julius yeah. Caesar. She is Cleopatra. They ain't gonna be together. They gonna have some That's good times though. That's hot though. <laughs> have some good times though. Yeah. But um, I do like. I don't know. I would like to see it one day, and we'll we'll, we'll come to that eventually whenever we get to that road. But yeah. what we have now of Black Panther and everything that was with this movie. One thing I also really love was the costuming. And yes. the way I believe it did, yes. Yes. And the the natives that they had between the different types of tribes and like how yes. it's still like drawing all these various cultures. It was like just really great to see. Like the border. They really tribe, took their like care with it. Very much so. And it was just beautiful. Like this was a good movie. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's like iconic. It truly it's is everything. Now, it's, were you one of the ones who you know, had a problem with that ending. Because I will say, I will say, is this movie legendary? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now was now were some of them rhinos looking a little weird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's crazy? Like when I was watching that scene again, and the rhinos came out, I was like, mm, who said like this is? <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Who was like sitting in the writers' room, like, oh, you know what will really spice this up? Rhinos. <laughs> Some rhinos. <laughs> it was just like, okay. Um, it was. I mean, I think that is honestly just kind of an MCU issue across the board. So, yeah. Didn't get I'm not. Wobbly. But I mean, look at the. Will you look at the rest of the movie? Like, it's beautiful. All of everything else is beautiful and expensive. I'm sorry, there was a little bit of a budget cut. To get the rhinos in, <laughs> you know. Yeah, to get those rhinos. <laughs> but you know, and, it's his, just... and his fight with Killmonger sometimes it looked a little gumby. But like, I think, ooh, that was like, yeah. <laughs> and the suit yeah. was like disappearing off of him, and it was going back. And, mm, I was like, man. Yeah. But again, that that's technically the standard for MCU. <laughs> was like. Is it bad or is it just like this is what it is? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's because I mean a lot of a lot of the other girls ain't even doing that. <laughs> no right. If we could really talk about it, a lot of the other movies ain't even giving you that much. So mm. I'll take a little. I'll take a little Rhino. But like no. overall, this movie is truly like legendary, iconic. Agreed. Um, I will say some of y'all was doing too damn much in the movie theaters when this was coming out. Mm. I won't lie. And so <laughs> yes, it was a dark time. Like, I oh was, like the, the months leading up to it were bad, just because you had mm. like all the constant like expectations of like, oh, if it doesn't do well, it's because of this. If it does do well, it's because of this. If it does well, there's these reasons. Now, that was bad. Then the movie came out, and the Diaspora Wars started, and that oh, was like <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was like, craziness. But then on top of that, then you just start having all these people. It was like okay, we got this, like, black superhero, like, he's dope. Then you had all these other races saying, okay, well, where's my Black Panther? Yeah. Where's mine? And then you start getting all the anti-blackness. And it so was just like... anti-blackness. All of a okay. sudden, 
all of a sudden everybody wanted they Black Panther. <laughs> it was just like, okay, this is crazy. And then on top of that, you start having the people like the Rumbles folks joining in, and that's how we got Okoye versus Wonder Woman, and that was like, <laughs> oh, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that was a nasty. I completely week. forgot <laughs> about that one, and I was like, y'all, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> They had her try to fight Wonder Woman, and I was like, "Come on, y'all!" And they said she was gonna wash her. It was, it was <laughs> crazy. It was crazy. Like I need everyone to calm down for the sequel. We do not want any of that stuff again. No. It's no. like, and, but it's already bad. Cause like, look at Letitia. She was in the news every other week. Well, that's on her. <laughs> <laughs> that's on her. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't cause her injury. We didn't, have, we didn't have her come on Twitter and tweet about like <laughs> anti-vax stuff, <laughs> about like what's in the vaccine and Dr. CB oh. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, man, it's gonna be crazy. I cannot wait until this movie comes out. Oh my gosh! It's <laughs> gonna... Somebody said that the mouse strapped her to a table. <laughs> <laughs> And gave her the vax and <laughs> said, get your ass back on set. Because <laughs> it's like, we don't have time. She's playing games. Oh, Thanks. man. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there for sure. Same. Um, but like I said, I don't know how I necessarily feel about Shuri, but I'll be there for everybody else. That's <laughs> and the thing is, she was good in this movie. Like she was, she, she wasn't was like enjoyable. She, she was, was enjoyable. She was enjoyable. I just, I don't know about that girl. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something about it ain't feeling right. And she's in that movie with uh, um, uh, what is it on the Nile? Oh, Champagne. is she? To feel denial. Yeah, she's, she's oh, like, I didn't know she was in that. That's not a good look. Not with her. <laughs> <laughs> not her. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Choices are being, are being made, and it's terrible. Overall, like, like, what would you, <laughs> what would you rate Black Panther? Um, honestly, an eight point five out of ten. Okay. Yeah, like a four out of five. I agree with both of those. The four out of five and the eight point five out of ten. I think there was a lot to love. The acting was great. The yes. cast was great. The Jabari seeing them come that was those the action. Um, the action was good. The way the yes. suits looked in the beginning was good. Winston Duke looked good. Winston Duke did look very good. The Jabari mm. tribe. If they didn't live up in the cold, I would have been there. Yeah. If they, you know, like a big man <laughs> I'm going over there, <laughs> but it's too cold, so I don't, I don't know. Like, I can't do it. They like had to, they had to chala in the snow. I was like, nah, I can't do yeah. that. I'm sorry, this ain't for me. What do you think I left Chicago for? <laughs> no. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um. But see, I would give that. What would you rate it? I agree. Eight point five. Four out of five. I'm in that bird. I, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. You guys like, be sure to let us know what you thought of the movie, your favorite parts, who you loved, what you're kind of like anticipating for the sequel. And uh, if you are excited for Shuri. Yeah. 
or if you're excited for Namor. I heard the rumor he was going to be in the movie, um, and they're going to kind of focus it on that. But I don't know how they're going to do that. If he destroys Wakanda, that's going to be a whole nother six months of arguing. So more fighting. <laughs> Jeez. Nah. That'll be something. No. All right, y'all. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you rate and subscribe us wherever you catch your podcasts. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can email us with any kind of questions you have or anything you want us to read out loud at anotherrelaunch at gmail.com. You can um, find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Shout out to the people who have been adding me on um, PlayStation Network, too. My PlayStation name is uh, Marvelman90. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm definitely on to play. Um, I've been playing some Destiny with some of y'all, so that's been fun. Mm. I gotta still like get my armor and stuff up, y'all. I told you. <laughs> like, I got that's some time important. to come back. I got some time to come back. But I'm also getting back into Mortal Kombat, so check me out if you to, uh, get beat up by Jade. Um, so, <laughs> Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance, and there's an underscore at the end. Boom. All right, y'all, let's get up out of here, and we'll catch y'all next week. No, we won't. Oh, yeah, we won't. That's right. I won't be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're taking yeah. a break week. <laughs> we are taking a break week, yes. Um, so there won't be a new episode uh, next week, but we'll be back the following week. So, um, yeah. Don't miss us. I'm going to be traveling, and, like, I didn't want to bring this. And Girl, Enjoy your life. It's okay. Yeah. Y'all are catching me. <laughs> but if you do, if you do see me, that wasn't me. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace out. <laughs>